Hi, and welcome to our What's Your Story podcast. I'm Missy Day, and with me is my partner in crime, Michelle Hausbeck. Hello. And um, we're, this is our first day of doing our podcast, and we're so excited. And I'm excited because, you know, um, not often, but sometimes somebody comes into your life that you're just blessed to know them. And um, because they're so, we were just talking about this with our guests, so natural, personable, and real, and authentic. And so I am thrilled to announce, um, announce, what am I? Like at a roller derby? (laughs) I'm gonna do the drum roll. (laughs) Our guest, Gerard Romalo, who was kind enough um, to agree to be the MC for What's Your Story. So welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much. It is an honor to be here and I'm so excited and I I agree, I share uh, a connection with you that that goes back many years and and so I've followed your your various, um, you know, entities and, and everything that you're doing. And, and I'm always inspired and admire uh, what you're trying to accomplish here. I'm very excited about what's your story. And I'm excited to play what I think is a small role compared to the role that many others are going to be playing. It's a big role. It's and a MC big role. is a hard job, but you've done that before. And, you know, if that, so I'm going to tell a fun fact before I tell them all, because okay. I'm sure they know who Here you are. Here we go. But, uh, should I sit down for this? <laughs> okay. So we were on the phone. This was a long time ago. You were driving to San Diego and you were asking me what I thought about the John Maxwell program and everything. Right. And I got off the phone and I looked at Fred and I said, I was just on the phone with Gerard Romalo. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now I say the opposite about I was just speaking to Missy Day. So that was so cool. So if he looks familiar to you, he um, was an um, the anchor on Channel 3 News for how long were you on there? I was there for just over 21 years and 30 years as a news anchor and reporter um, in various markets. But 21 years, um, now I've been here 22 years in Las Vegas. So it's, it's, uh, it's home. I enjoyed it. Uh, I've been blessed and uh, very excited. That's awesome. Well, we're thrilled you're going to be a part of um, What's Your Story. But um, before we get into that, tell us a little bit about what you're doing. Well, uh, recently got out of broadcasting. Uh, This was about going on two years now. And I started to work for a local nonprofit as an interim development director. And then I got approached by some people who said, you know, we think you should run for office. You have a a visible profile here in the community. and, And... that type of public service service has always interested me. So I chose to jump into what turned out to be a really big race uh, for Secretary of State here in Nevada. Mm-hmm. I did not win, but it was a great experience overall. And I'm not ruling out a, a future run if the right opportunity presents itself. I, I think, you know, our, our communities um, are starved for good leadership and they want people that they uh, believe reflect their values and, and can articulate their values and and you know so I, I think there there may be an opportunity in the future I'm definitely not not ruling it out and and currently I'm doing some consulting with a, a couple different companies I have a video production company and and uh, ironically what I do is help business owners tell their stories about their company so you know what's your story really fits in with what I have been doing for many years and and the difference is as a news reporter and and an anchor I've told other people's stories right right 
But what I tell my, my clients is that there is no one better to tell your story than yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we try to make them comfortable in telling their stories. And, and guess what? It's the most connecting factor. It's the most connecting way to, to reach clients or to reach an audience because it's the most genuine. You don't need... Right. You don't need a spokesperson, right? You mm-hmm. don't need a reporter or, or someone that you hire as an actor to tell your story. Just give me your story yourself. Who's the most passionate about your project or your company? Mm-hmm. Right. Yourself. Right. So I, I'm excited about this. And, and, you know, if I can go on for a minute, one of the things that excites me about what's your story, we all have, you're right, we all have stories. We also all have challenges that we're dealing with and mm-hmm. circumstances. Right. Could be a medical thing, it could be a relational thing, it could be a, a financial challenge. You too have chosen an incredible group of speakers who are not only going to inspire us, but for me, the best part of it is that it's also educational. We're learning how they are coping, how they are growing, how they've overcome and accomplished you know, what they've accomplished. Mm -hmm. And that's invaluable information. Of course, we're all going to be inspired. How is this person able to get to this point? But, but we're going to learn the how and the why as well. And, and I'm excited. I'm as excited as anybody else. I'm so excited that you're so excited. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) And it's going to be fun. I think, um, you know, I, I, I know one of your speakers personally, I, I know about the others and I've, I've learned a little bit about their history, but once you get to know someone and you realize they're just a regular person yep. who has overcome incredible odds, mm-hmm. it, it's actually very fun to connect with them. Right. And, and you realize that you do have commonalities and, mm-hmm. and maybe your problem suddenly doesn't seem as grand, but but it's still your problem. And, and that, that connection, uh, it, it does inspire for sure. Yeah. I think so. I think of, uh, you know, like Gary Miracle, um, who I just, I can't imagine, you know, you start out in a morning, you don't feel well, you're sick, you come out of the hospital 67 days later with no arms, no legs. It's I mean, like, how do you even adjust right, to that? Right, right. And I, I just met him for the first time on our Zoom call. Yeah. He's like the most, po- he was more positive than the rest of us. So, yeah, I mean, it's there, like, how do you get to this point? You know, mm-hmm. we, we want to know how you did it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and it, it, it incites hope too, it, right? It Obviously yes. for whatever it is that you're individually going through. Absolutely. And, and the other, um, the gal that I now know and am friends with is someone that you introduced me to, who I did a news report on, uh, Brielle Decker, mm-hmm. who, um, you know, she survived the FLDS uh, compound, the Warren Jeffs Oof. cult. Right. Story. And, and she, you know, without giving too much away, she escaped through a window and essentially escaped to freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was her new beginning. And all of the, the details and where she's at now, she's obviously going to share it. What's your story at the event? But um, that was a moving uh, experience for me and one of my more memorable uh, interviews throughout my career as well because it, it, the story is incredible you know 
That's one thing I loved. My one of the favorite things that you did was when you would go and do the stories at different places. You know what I mean? Because you're a really good storyteller. Oh, thank you. And we went to I always say it wrong. Zizek. No, that's that's actually that correct. Right? Zizek. Yeah, a lot of people think it's Zizek, but say. it's actually pronounced Zizek. And mm. um, yeah, I had a segment on on Channel Three for a while called Secrets of the Desert. It was a couple years, and we would just go to these kind of haunts and hideaways and and you know, legendary places and, 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 and see if they were real and see what was interesting. And sometimes it would be, you know, ruins or an old abandoned mine or, or, you know, sections of Route 66 or Zizek's Road. And there's a story there, obviously. And, and we, we got a lot of great feedback on, on that segment. People started saying, well, you need to go here or, oh, I've been there and you need to check this out. And, and, and it was a great interactive uh, segment. Um, it was and, great. Yeah, we it was went fun. the next day because we saw oh your gosh. segment, yeah. we got in the car, went the next day. And I was like, this is the most weirdest thing I've ever seen. It's a piece of history, you know. Well, I want to know what the story is behind that now. Oh, you're gonna have to go. Oh, well, well, I know. And, and I, we can, <laughs> I drive we can by share it. that. Share that later. <laughs> I think there's an app now that didn't exist back then, but you can turn the app on, and as you're driving, it will tell you if you're near a, a spot of significance or some kind of historical yeah. significance, and you can pull over and check it out. Oh, that's and it's, cool. Yeah, that's and it's got really some kind cool. of history to it. So now there's an app for everything. But back when I was doing it, we didn't we didn't have apps. We just kind of <laughs> searched and looked for articles and called people and they said, oh, you should check this out. So that, you that used was, a map, like a paper map? We, yeah. Gosh, you know, <laughs> I map. am that old. I, I, I used paper maps with grids and yeah, I know how same. to do the grids and everything. And the young kids today, they don't know anything about the young they kids. Do not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a pre-Google person, so... Uh, I am, too. Yeah. Wow. Encyclopedia Britannica. That was a big deal back in the day. It, it, oh, for oh, man. sure. We, I had a set, for sure. Yeah. It was the green and green and white one, you know? Nice. And, um, very helpful. But uh, couldn't tell you where they are now. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm curious to know from you guys, how far along are you in this and what brought us to this point of having these these conferences because I've known about the lunches for a long time where you'd bring in a guest speaker I've been to some of those and they're mm -hmm. fantastic uh, I love the question answer portion of that mm -hmm. but you decided somewhere along the line we're going to turn this into a big conference and, and bring in various speakers what what got you to that point uh, well, I started like-minded lunch seven years ago, and um, I I was I wasn't seeing what I was looking for, you know, in networking. I was a brand new business owner. I had no idea what I was doing, and people are like, "You have to network." And the networking experiences I had was mostly like, "Here's my card. Here's my card." I wanted to know about the person, you know. Right. right. Besides what you do, why are you doing it? And so then I was asked to tell my story at a luncheon. That's not true. I was asked to speak about leadership at a luncheon. Okay. Okay. And I felt like God was just nudging me, like, it's time to tell your story. And it's like, oh, no, that's <laughs> not going to happen. And it ended up happening. And um, the, the way I felt after that relief and people just saying, oh, my gosh, thank you for sharing your story because I'm going through the same thing or I went through that too. And I remember thinking, why are we doing more of this, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. kind of a thing. And so the next year I had my first Watch Your Story event and it was so well received. And I thought there might be something here, 
you know, let's yeah. let's keep going. And then we've been going, and like she said, you know, being in the nursing home was, you know, we look back at on now, we laugh, but it was like it was a good experience. Yeah. It was a great launching pad, you know, for us. And and I have so many people now that say I want to tell my story, and there's no place to put them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is one of the reasons why we started the podcast right. is so we could have an even bigger platform. But you know. It went on, like I said, and I kept feeling like it's just this a small like side thing until somebody told me, you have no idea what you're sitting on here, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's when Michelle joined in and became my partner. And with her, you know, help, she just brought it to a bigger place and bigger life. And now the speakers, you know, that are just falling into our lap this year, it's just like, wow, this is really a thing. And then we were talking about you know, an MC, an MC really creates the atmosphere, mm -hmm. you know, for it. And so we were talking like, so who do you think? And we're like, Gerard. <laughs> <laughs> I feel sudden pressure uh, happening right now. But uh, If you're just yourself, yeah. it's going to go perfect. great. Well, we're going to have a great time and, and I'm honored to be a part of it uh, for sure. I, I, I'm excited to watch kind of the evolution of it all. And, and, and you're right. I, I think there's a phenomenon out there that that people want to share their stories. They don't necessarily realize it initially, mm -hmm. um, but those that, that have done it a few times, once, it, it, I think what happens is you see that other people are helped by you opening up and, and mm -hmm. sharing, you know, sometimes intimate details right. of your experience. And when someone comes up to you and says, you know, that, that really helped me, it's, it's like a, you know, it's like a vitamin or something. Mm -hmm. It really it kind is. of motivates you to want to do it again and, and again. And, and, and there are so many fantastic stories out there. You there know? are. And, and some people, you know, they tell your story and you're just, you know, because we're, we do that human thing where we look at people and we make assumptions, you know, sure. in their life and things. And then when they start sharing and peeling back layers, you're just like, oh, oh. wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? We all want to hear stories. Uh, think about your your grandfather telling you stories when, mm -hmm. you, when you were a child. I mean, you you, you want to hear these things and, and uh, well, or... I think in normal conversation, I always yeah. say this, you know, we're telling stories every single day. We just, mm -hmm. I don't think we realize it per se, because it's exactly. not, okay, stand up, tell your story. So yes. I'm going to share something with you that happened whenever, and we're going to talk about it. And then you're probably going to share back something similar. Mm -hmm. We do it all the time. and that's why we call a friend even right. to ask a question or share something because it does it makes us feel better we value their you know their insight and it it gives us hope or to feel not alone right right, right. one of the things that I, I i know you want you want the atmosphere to be a fun atmosphere mm -hmm. as well and so i'm looking forward to the weekend just being a good time and and lots of laughs you know there may be some emotional moments there as well be. as we as we go <laughs> through listening to all the stories but but um it's going to be educational it's going to be fun i'm convinced of that mm -hmm. and you know one of the most frustrating parts of of being a, a television journalist for me was that I, I would tell these stories but i'd have to condense it down to one minute you know for tv sometimes right. less than one minute and and you leave a lot of the good details out and you right. leave a lot of the important, you know, nuggets out of the story. Here, 
it, it's a platform where they're allowed to breathe. Mm -hmm. We're not we're not rushing people. They're going to mm -hmm. share their story, and there's going to you know it's it's over the course of a weekend, so people will have an opportunity to interact and, and get even more information out of out of the speakers. So it, right. it's a perfect uh, perfect platform, great venue, and and just a great idea. I'm looking forward to it. Well, we're looking forward to having you there and being a part of the family for sure. And, you know, I always tell the speakers, um, I tell them it's not about you. It's when you take that stage, it's about the person in the audience that's there that wants to hear, you know, your story. Because yeah. if we internalize it and we try to be professional and, you know, like do a performance, it gets lost. It's not making that connection, you sure. know, with people. Sure. It's not uh, America's Got Talent, right? No. It's, right. Uh, it, it's um, <laughs> get up there and be be yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's, we kept, so we, we have been, ha I mean, amazing speakers, keynote speakers, professionals, right? Professionally telling their stories. We have a great lineup of that. But we also wanted to make sure to have some newbies in there or have only yeah. done it a couple times because that's raw. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, I just got chills. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that, there's something to be said about, you know, this this organic kind of emotion and, and maybe they're not, a, maybe they've never done it before, you know, mm -hmm. not we before have a, couple of those, a large yeah. audience. Mm -hmm. And, and yep. you know, so what we get is, is what we get. And that's, that's you know, that's part of the benefit of it all. Mm -hmm. I, I was right. going to ask you, how do you go about choosing who's going to be, you know, on the list of speakers? Because the world is an oyster, I guess. You you have a right. lot of options. Some of them I just find, like I like with Gary Merkel, just going out and asking. Um, uh, Jeffrey Barnes, I saw him speak at a different event, and mm. I thought his story was just so great. And the thing that's cool about Jeff, like he kind of alluded to on the Zoom call the other day, was that his whole life has changed since what's your story mm. and um which is so cool and that's you know that's the intent really for people to share and be changed you know in that moment like when i mean right from the first time that he spoke of what's your story to where he is now it's like who it's are a complete you 360 <laughs> and i mean we we talk about this a lot but you know he had more of a, a presentation keynote style and just stopped in the middle of it and said, mm. I need to share this. I feel comfortable because everybody else is sharing their stories. My wife left me last night. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, and it's like, what? Yeah. what? yeah. <laughs> but it, it just it, comes out of nowhere. Okay. Yeah. It just, know. it sparked something yeah. that just kept going and it, to change after change, realizing, right, I'm not happy here. I want to do this. Right. right. And to create a new chapter to where he is now yeah well the stories continue to evolve and that's that's part yeah. of you know part of the beauty of it all I, i'm curious to know as well um where do you see this going I, I listened to one of your other podcasts and you were talking about a tour bus and some other things and, and uh maybe it's just an idea but if i know you two this is something that that actually could take off so uh we'll be what, interviewing you vision? on a bus in a couple of years listen no. i i uh, um, um, put me down. I'll, I'll buy the, t the tour ticket for sure. So, I think going other places, like, um, you know, I had two ladies reach out to me and they said, you know, we are, we live in California. When are you going to bring Watch Your Story yeah. to California? Mm -hmm. And it was like, hmm. wow, that's interesting. Yeah. The only yeah. time we've taken it out of state, 
was um, we took it to Hilldale. Leona, you know, Bateman said, right, hey, would you right. bring, what's your story here? And I said, sure. And so I think there's interest. I think we just need to figure out um, key spots of people who are really interested in having, you know, what's your story there. Yeah. And um, I would like to see what's your stories everywhere someday. Yeah. yeah. And, and Missy was talking about a book we're both reading that is completely changing our mind frame, which is who, not how. I think we need the right who's in place to make the what's your story happen in multiple locations, mm -hmm. multiple times a year. Yeah, yeah. So if you're take a some who out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll take some planning and, and some right. actual mapping out and, and all of that, but I think I think it's doable. Well, I mean, you look at, you know, where it, what your story was five years ago. Even yeah. when I first got involved, I always say I became addicted to it. And yeah. it is because of the reaction after I told my story, the people coming up to me, what they said. It's, they're so powerful. Oh, yeah. But just, yeah. you know, the difference in four or five years. The, I'm um, excited to see where we're at in another I, I, five I years. Of, you know, you know, Holocaust survivors, uh, you know, veterans who have incredible stories. Um, Oh yeah, medical miracles. You know, there's there's just just the opportunities are, are endless mm -hmm. out there, and um, so I, I, I love I love that on the road uh, concept. I think it would be cool, yeah. and that's why you know this um, this is the first Watcher story where we're offering a significant discount price for first responders, teachers, veterans because. We all know they have stories, yeah. especially after the last two and a half years for yeah. sure. And to give them an experience of a place where they can go and and be inspired and refreshed and maybe, you know, have an interest in telling their story. Yeah. I mean that's a great idea. Yeah. Came across a lot of teachers and, and first responders, of course, in, mm -hmm. in my in my career and, and most people don't have a concept of what they experience on a, on a daily basis, especially yeah, right. first responders, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's very, um, you know, in the face of danger, in the face of challenge, um, also to come face to face with anguish on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. How does that affect you? And how do you go home to your own family after you see, you know, multiple incidents of suffering? I mean, that's, yeah. those are special people that, that do that. So absolutely. We were talking about you covering one October and um, my husband was recently in the hospital and his nurse worked over at Sunrise at the time and wow. was there when everything was going on, all the chaos and everything. And I said, you know, how do you do that? Yeah. And he said, you just go into like robot mode where you just like have to turn it off and just focus on what you're doing and don't even think about it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing how that happens. And one October was a great example. We, we saw lots of um, heroic Mm -hmm. acts people jumping in and trying to triage and carry people out of out of harm's way and and you know as as tragic as it was uh there were a lot of amazing stories that came out of that mm -hmm. that incredible day right. and um and, and the stories that followed as well all the the donations and the sacrifice that came that followed was was pretty um heartwarming mm -hmm. i guess um but uh, again another one of my probably the most memorable night of my career. Yeah. I, I was anchoring that night and I ended up, essentially I was on air for two complete shifts and um, not until the Wagners came in in the morning did I get, you know, released. And, and so I was physically, mentally and emotionally exhausted by the time that was over. And then I got home and I couldn't sleep because oh, yeah. I was so in tune and, and mm -hmm. 
you know, uh, to what was happening. So I think I got a couple hours and just went back to work, you know, right away the next day and said, what, you know, where, where do you need me? What, what can we do? And, and, you know, that was, that was an instance where I felt most needed in my job. I didn't always feel that way. Sometimes you kind of go through the motions and you wonder if anyone's even watching. Right. Mm -hmm. But on, on, you know, that particular story, I felt like people were hanging on to every word. They wanted information that, you know, is this guy still out there? Is it part of a terrorist attack? Is, are there other people? Are, you know, right. what happens next? How can we help? All this, these questions and information is just inundating the newsroom and inundating all of us. And, and so it was, it was an incredible period for sure. Yeah, it was but, just so weird. Like I was in my office and Fred was watching you and I could kind of hear and I was like, what did he just say? Yeah. You know, and it's like, is this really happening right now here? And I think if it had been somebody else but you, I probably would have thought like, yeah, sure. <laughs> right, right. War of the Worlds or something along. No, it, it was it was real. And I, I mean, we all had the same kind of reaction, frankly, even in the newsroom. Mm -hmm. We had people on our staff who were at the concert and who were hiding behind oh, wow. the, the little church area that was over there as the shots were ringing out, they were calling us on their cell phone. Um, you know, subsequent to that, I, I realized that there were people that I knew who had been shot mm -hmm. and, you know, shot at, certainly. And, you know, so th this was a real, a real event that hit home very quickly. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I think it affected all of us, you yeah. know, it, it really, we all know someone either who was there or who was affected by it. And, um, yeah. You know, other cities have had other stories. I mean, certainly 9-11 was another big uh, moment in time mm -hmm. that, that affected so many people. And we all kind of remember that that as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but this this was ours. And, and I, I, you know, I won't ever forget it. You know, the cool thing about it is like um, the way God works, you know, so we have this horrifying event and then we have this brand new hockey team oh. that comes to town that was just like it was like oh my gosh this is so amazing and they were so involved yeah. and just like dug right into the community you know over that whole thing mm -hmm. and it was just cool that we had them at that particular it, time it was a miracle i think it saved people's emotions on some mm -hmm. level yeah and it brought the community together there was no political division at that time it was right what can we do to help the community let's get back totally. to Vegas strong yeah. right? yeah, I mean, or let's agree. keep it going I, I think <laughs> if we can keep that mentality going you know it, it'd be nice if it didn't take a tragedy to get us to right. connect on that level mm -hmm. and you know that's possibly a story or a topic for a different right. day but no um, but uh, yeah no I, I'm with you guys I, I think you know when, when hockey came along it was it was a miracle on ice right it, it was. was sure was yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> well, Never watched hockey and then. And now we're all fans, right? Yep, and now we're fans. <laughs> I know. It's great. Well, maybe maybe we'll have a, a one October um, survivor. Actually, I know I know a couple. Uh, one one gal who um, she was shot in the leg. She lives here and she's survived, and she might be willing to share her story. At, oh, at that would time. be awesome. Yeah. Yes, we would um, love to have her on. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I know a, a few others. I know another girl who was, she was on the shoulders of her boyfriend or a friend at the concert, watching the concert when the shots rang out and she fell off 
off of the person to the ground and she said other people fell on top of her because they were all kind of like taking cover right and, mm -hmm. um i've also become friends with um with um the owner of uh, big b's barbecue mm -hmm. um, they were the catering uh, group that was catering the barbecue and his staff they were literally hiding behind the barbecue grills wow. that received shrapnel and, and <gasps> bullet oh attacks the fbi confiscated all of their portable grills because they were evidence and um another you know another person who could probably <laughs> tell a pretty tremendous story man you know? yeah so that'd be kind of cool if we had a watcher story that was for um one october. october yeah yeah talk to a, a first responder, mm -hmm. a, a medic or a firefighter who was there right. triaging and, and kind some of all of the, the different officers. positions mm -hmm. too yeah. of how people experienced it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think That'd be very um, cool. I think uh, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. There. <laughs> well, this was supposed to be a podcast about, um, but it turned into a brainstorming session, yeah, right? Yeah. It's, it's a story. Yeah. It's all about, it's all well, I think Gerard's a who, he just doesn't know it yet. He well, is definitely a who. I talk too much, I think, is no, what the problem is. You are perfect. Uh, I think you are a great guest, and I well, like that you asked us questions. That's so interviewing. I don't you know how that happened. It just, uh, it fell into that role, sort of, uh, for a minute. But um, it's like that you're was a natural. just my curiosity. You know, yeah, have you so. done this before? Yeah. I, 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 um, it just happened. I don't know. <laughs> you know, don't know how. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate you. you. You're always so kind and gracious with your time. I just appreciate you. Well, thank I'm you, looking Gerard. forward to the event and, um, I'm going to invite everybody I know, and I hope we'll, good. you know, get a good turn. I know several people have already RSVP'd, so, um. Oh, awesome. Yeah, good. Yeah, thank so. you for that. Thank you, Gerard. Yep. All right. Well, this wraps up this segment and we thank you for joining us for the What's Your Story podcast. I'm Missy Day with Michelle Hausbeck and Gerard Romalo, and we'll see you next time. Bye.